Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. As usual, we have the chat room open. There are people chatting away in there already. Hi, Sherry. I see you in there. Um, Laura, are you there? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pet Psychic Radio. Welcome, welcome. So... I know you've been having a really hard week this week. Um, will you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, yeah. So, uh, sweet little Makia, my all-white cat, she's 15 years old, um, she started to not be feeling well, and um, and I've been really worried about her, and so I've been worried about her kidneys and going into kidney failure, and she just hasn't been looking right, and I almost brought her to the emergency room, and I texted my vet, and he said that, he thinks that she could wait till the morning, so I brought her in, and she had this really bad infected mouth, but you couldn't see, like, any infection from the, I mean, like, in her teeth or anything, but it was, like, under the gums, mm. and uh, so they they scared me, and they were like, this is so important, I think, because I think it's important for vets, number one, not to do this, and two, to um, not really listen to people when they when they then they throw out the c word you know when they throw out cancer it is like the scariest thing i'm yeah. like don't even do it until you know you know i mean it's hard i'm thinking about it do you tell people that you think an animal has cancer or do you wait until you really have the results i don't know but she said oh it looks like maybe there's a cancerous tumor on her jaw and that she's going to have to have this tumor removed and it's probably maybe in the bone and there might be chemo and radiation and then taking out the whole jaw. And I'm like, I wouldn't do any of that. I, I was like, don't even biopsy it because I don't even want to know if it's cancer. And she's like, no, for your own well-being. I said, I don't really care. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because what am I going to do? I'm not going to do that stuff. So, right. uh, you know, not that that's not the path for somebody else, but it's definitely not the path for me. So, and Makia. So, um, so, she says, well, I said, it might just be like a tooth infection or like a bee sting or the craziest thing about it is that Makia was not complaining that her mouth was hurting her. Like she'd be like, she's been complaining about her stomach and her hips and her back. And like, she just hasn't been complaining about her mouth. And uh, so it really stumped me, you know, but yeah. it was her mouth, and so they went in there, and, like, the infection had eaten away a part of the bone, and they had to, like, clean it all out, and she had, like, two roots that were, like, had been, were really bad, and they had to pull up, they pulled out two teeth and cleaned up her mouth, and she, her whole mouth is stitched up, and, and so now she's, she's home recovering, thank God, so it was really scary, but I'm so glad that, you know, she's better. But the whole thing is the last time I was there, my vet told me that she's in kidney failure. And so, you know, cats can be in kidney failure for a really long time. It's very common for older cats, and especially diabetic cats, to get kidney disease. And so I was like, so <laughs> the last few days when she had been, like, really sick, I'm, like, Googling on the Internet. I'm like, no, my cat is not dying of, like, kidney problems. Like, she's going to get better. So I read that you can that you can brew parsley tea. So you brew, cut up parsley. You cut up parsley and you put a teaspoon of parsley in a cup of boiling water and you let it seep for 20 minutes. And then you syringe like a teaspoon of that into their mouth. So for the last few days, I've been doing that. And so the vet was like, what did you do? She's not in kidney failure anymore. Oh my she has God. like blood work. That's amazing. Will you post will you post this recipe on um on our Facebook page? I sure will, yeah, because yeah. I'm so amazed. Yeah, yeah. I want to try it for sure. Yeah, so yeah, so no more kidney problems for her. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I know. I that's know. So amazing. Well that's really cool. So I was thinking since, you know, you were going through this this week that maybe our theme for the week when we talk to the animals can be 
um, maybe they could tell us what we could do as their caregivers, uh, what we could do to, you know, help them heal. Okay, make them feel better and help them yeah. heal. Yeah, yeah. You because know, I've been really, like, I've been going back and forth. I'm like, why didn't I pick up, like, her teeth or her, like, I mean, I, I said, like, your mouth looks funny because I could tell that it looked a little funny, but she wasn't, compl- and it's just the oddest thing, but I was wondering, we have this, we say this little thing in this morning, this little, like, affirmation. It's like, my teeth and gums feel good, everything's healthy, and I think, like, maybe we were just talking so positive that it made the pain go away in her teeth. Yeah. And that is, like, the infection that was bothering, it was draining into her stomach. That was, like, the main problem. That's so crazy. Her main pain. Well, I no. sent I sent out um, positive intentions. I like looked watched this thing online. It was a, a crystal. You <laughs> it was totally like new agey crystal, new age video, and it said to look at it and then send send um you know set positive intentions. And so I did one for Makia. No, and you know what was so amazing when you did that? She we were at the vet, so I think you like really picked us up at the vet. Yeah, that was really weird because I yeah I had yeah. um. Email. I, I was taking emailed you. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was really cool. I'm so glad that things are better. I hope she heals quickly. Oh, she's totally going to heal and be fine. I'm so happy. It's just, you know, it's something that can be fixed. That's the best yeah. thing of it all, you know? Totally. So uh, let's get, take some calls, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And um, for all of our listeners and people calling in, uh, what you want to do when you get on the air is say uh, who your animal is, what they look like, and how old they are, maybe a description, and uh, what else? Are they dead or alive? And let's stick to one theme or one question. We don't want to get too off topic and ask like 10 questions because we have a lot of callers to get to. So if you could respect everyone else um, who needs time as well, that would be great. So our first caller we have is... Kelly, uh, Kelly, you are on the air. Who is your animal? My animal uh, is Barney, and he is a um, a white golden doodle. He's seven years old, and at about six months, he started having seizures. So he is heavy, heavily medicated, and I'm just wondering if um, he's feeling okay, doing okay, if we're doing the right thing by him. And so do they know, how old is he now? He's seven. Oh, wow. He's seven years old or seven months? Seven years old. Oh, my gosh. So he's been on seizure medicine that whole time. Yes, he has. Is he still seizure at all? No, not really. Every once in a while, he'll have a very small episode where he just kind of does one circle, but it's nothing like what was happening when he was six months old. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so you want to ask him, like, how is he feeling? Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Okay. Let me get Barney. We have a picture of him on a Facebook page. He's very yeah. adorable. He looks a little bit like Luca. <laughs> yeah. He's a okay. cutie. I actually feel pretty good. Good. Though I want to tell my mom I need to do more stretching. More stretching? My, yeah, because sometimes my shoulders get crammed. Okay. I need to do walks in the morning. Okay. And it's important mom goes and it's important mom goes with me. Yeah, so what were you gonna say? He usually what? No, it I he it he does have sometimes a hard time getting up in the mornings, which Mm -hmm. and he does this funny stretch where he lays down, like lays his front legs down. Oh, yeah, so his shoulders. Maybe an adjustment would be good for him, too, a chiropractic adjustment. That that would help the seizures also. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what's really common were puppies, and I'm not saying that this this was uh, Barney's issue, but what can be really common of the onset of seizures is, like, any type of chemical in the yard, like snail bait or if they get into anything like that when they're young. I've seen dogs, puppies do that and then have seizures from them. So everybody out there, you want to be real careful about the things you put in your yard, um, especially puppies that pick up everything. Right. Um, yeah, so he's feeling like he needs to stretch more and he likes to walk. In my middle of my back. I okay. 
Okay, is there anything, like I've always wondered since it, he was so young if he still needs all this medication because I know it can't be I, real good for him. I know, that's something to really, he wouldn't know that. That's something okay. that you should do another bet about. I would maybe get a couple of opinions about that. Maybe you could try weaning okay. him off of it. That's an awful okay. long time. Um, yeah. But let me ask him what he thinks about that. But also just to say that, Sometimes the animals, like, know exactly. Sometimes they're, like, psychic or intuitive. Right. They, like, know exactly what they need. Other times they're just like us. They just have feelings of what they need or what they don't need or what they want and what they think that would be great. So that's not okay. always based on medical science. So you always want to get it checked by a vet, too. Um, okay. But let me ask him if he needs to seize your meds. I think I don't need as much. Because sometimes when I take it, I get a headache. Okay. It's a headache that's in between my eyes. Hmm. When I do my little seizure thing, mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's from a treat. Really? Like a little square, a little square biscuit. Sometimes I think that biscuit is not good for me. Do you know what he's talking about? What little square biscuit it is? Well, we always give him a little a little treat after um, we give him his medicine, and it's usually a, I usually break it in half, so it could be like yeah, it's a little break it in half and give it to him. Hmm. Oh, and uh, and it's a it's little and square. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I wonder if sometimes he thinks that those that he gets a bad one of those or something. What brand? Is, what brand is it? Let me. It is Blue Dog Bakery. Oh, I don't. It's all natural dog treats. That's why I good. think I bought it. Yeah, good. Sometimes rosemary can make seizures worse. So you just want to make sure there's no rosemary in there. Okay. Is there? I don't have to Are you looking. I'm yeah. looking. I don't see rosemary. Oh, that's good. They use that sometimes as a preservative. Okay. Also, I want to tell my mom. I want more scratching on my belly. And also in between my legs and on my chest. Okay. Also, I was thinking I need a new toy. <laughs> okay. I've had for a new toy. Yep, his favorite toy he just broke. <laughs> yeah, I want, want one I can put in my mouth. It's usually yeah. what you do okay. with toys. <laughs> no, then, yeah, oh, he's, he's, he's a mouthy dog, so that understand that completely. <laughs> Also tell my mom I like it when she talks about me. I can hear her talking about me from wherever wherever we are. Aww. She's always talking about me. So it's like if you ever talk about him to your friends or something, he can hear yeah. you. <laughs> Aww. Okay, let's ask him, like, what can we do? What was our, our question exactly? How did we our, phrase it? It was like, it was like, um, um, go ahead. Uh, was, was it like, um, like, what can you do? What can your people do to keep you healthy, or, to, or what can your people do when you're not feeling well to make you feel healthy? Was that the? Yeah, or to was, heal. What can your people do yeah. to make you feel better? To heal. Yeah. Just love yeah, on me. He's saying he's okay. answering. Love on me. And just keep telling me I'm healthy. Okay. And don't let that thought get in your head. God, hate when that happens. (laughs) That's true, too, you know. I'll bet a lot of them will say that bad thoughts. It's like our paranoia that gets them anxious. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Thanks for calling in today. All right. Well, thank thank you very much. Thank you, Kelly. Oh, that (laughs) He's really cute. I love the photo. It's a boy, yeah, right? Cute. Yeah. Um, we have our very special guest uh, on the line. Uh, we have Larry or Lawrence from International Animal Rescue. Uh, welcome to our show. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi there. Um, so I'm so excited to have you on our show. Uh, for all of our listeners, go to internationalanimalrescue.org. That's internationalanimalrescue.org to check out um, the information for their uh, website. And uh, 
Lawrence, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, rescue group? Sure. Um, well, our our mission is to come to the aid of suffering animals worldwide, and mainly our projects are in developing countries. So we have a big um, project in India with the dancing bears, um, where in 2009 we took the last endangered sloth bear off the street where they were being used to entertain tourists um, to get money. Um, and once we felt that we kind of had that under control, even though the bears will be supporting them for the next 30 years, but it's, the sanctuaries are kind of like a retirement home now, um, we've uh, now moved on to our next project, which is helping the orangutans in Borneo, where their habitat is being clear-cut for the palm oil trade. And um, unfortunately, a lot, they're considered pests there, and the moms many times are killed and the the babies are then sold to kind of make an extra buck. They're sold sometimes for as little as $20 um, on the black market. So we actually have been raising money to build a rescue and rehabilitation center um, in Borneo, which we've actually broken ground and already started and everything, and we already have 52 little babies or orphans in our care. Um, so right now... Um, you know, we need all the support we can get um, because they're they're really in some dire straits over there right now, and um, it's a very critical wow. time for the orangutans. Wow! And so, what? How can people help uh, the International Animal Rescue? Um, well, log on to our website. Um, it's www.internationalanimalrescue.org. Um, we mainly right now we need funds to. We've reached capacity. Um, at our center right now for, um, you know, for housing orangutans, and we cannot even take in another baby until we have um, finished our expansion project, which we've purchased 60 acres of land and it abuts the national forest. So it's going to be a beautiful, safe place where they can be rehabilitated, and then once they're better, they can be released back into the wild to help build up that population again. Um, so if people can help support our sanctuary, um, you know, we still need to raise about a million dollars to finish the rehabilitation center um, because many of them are injured and we have a male orangutan that was an adult that's with us now that had his arm caught in a snare. And, I mean, we found him right just in time. His whole hand was gangrene. His skin was oh literally gosh. dripping off of him and um, we had to amputate, our vets had to amputate his arm completely, but he's He's getting so much better every day, and he's starting to climb. Um, even without, you know, animals are just so adaptable, and um, we're he's wild enough where we think that he will safely be able to be released. Um, and of course, we'll, we track them and keep them in our safe areas um, to make sure that he he was okay. But um, you know, I know, and I know, like with the financial times, it's. Being, you know, it's so hard for all of us right now. So raising money is even a bigger challenge. But even if people right. have, a, have a party, have a benefit or something, do something fun to kind of, um, you know, bring some positive energy into it and raise some money to support our projects would be amazing. Wow. And so right now you have this orangutan center um, as your main project. Do you have a uh, do you have all, always have ongoing different kind of projects, or do you have oh, yeah. you know, rescue yeah. animals, that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, we, ha we have many projects. Um, in an isla, um, in Indonesia, we we started with primates. We help with the macaques that are also sold um, as pets. Um, and actually, when I visited there, um, I was horrified to see um, a blonde monkey being sold in a marketplace there and I didn't couldn't figure out what kind of species it was and it turned out it was a bleached monkey because now it's a fad to have a blonde oh. monkey so they're actually holding them under bleach um, and then selling them um, and these these are babies that cannot survive without their mothers so they don't survive very long they're kept in horrible conditions so we have a rehabilitation center on the island of Java um, where we help the macaques um, form family groups. And, you know, they're all rescued from the pet trade, but they need to form that family unit so that they can be released together um, as a family. Um, so 
we do that and we work with the Storm Lorises there, which is also one of the most endangered species in the world, but they're this adorable, big-eyed, teeny primate that people just want to have as a pet oh, so badly right. that, um, you know, and a lot of times tourists will buy them from poachers, you know, not meaning to support the trade, but they want to get it away from them and get them to a safe place, but they really right. are in supporting it by giving yeah. them their money. So um, it's kind of a difficult thing that we're working on there. Right. Um, well, and but today yeah, we we're going to be talking, today we're talking to William, is that correct? Yes, yes. I would love to get some feedback on him. He's had a pretty, pretty tough go of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, tell us a little bit about William. So William is a black cat that was found in a um, t- nearby town. Um, a lady uh, in Massachusetts, a lady called, um, actually called our local um, animal shelter called Needy Cats, um, and she said she'd been seeing this cat that was without missing part of its face. And that actually said maybe he has mouth cancer or something, like tried to trap him. She couldn't get near him. She put out to have a heart trap, and she was able to catch him and bring him into the vet. And he actually, they said he had been lit on fire. He has third-degree burns all over from his face. He's missing his top lip. Um, His neck is completely open and down to the side of him. He has, you know, severe deformities that will never fully heal. Um, And I've had such a hard time with him because... um, I, I, I mean, he was at the vet for several weeks, and then he came to me, to, and I was fostering him, and he would never um, really respond to me, petting him and talking to him or anything. He just kind of lays there frozen, and um, like for one thing, I would love to just let him know that he's safe now and he'll never be hurt again. But mm-hmm. also, when I change his bandage, it's really painful for him. So I, I don't want him to relate me with pain, you know. And um, we're also just trying to figure out what his living situation should be because we don't we can't tell by his behavior if he is a feral cat and should I find a sanctuary where he can just live with other cats and doesn't have to be around people or is he just was he ever friendly at some point and he's just terrified now because everything you know is so scary around him and people. You know, he just kind of has that broken soul of, like, an abused animal that, um, Mm. you know, I don't know if he's just so scared of people that he um, needs a long time to recover from that. So is he still at your house? Is he still with you? Where is he now? He unfortunately had to go back to the vet because he's now figured out how to get his bandage off. Um, He has a neck wrap. um, And he unfortunately was digging at it so hard that he was, um, he every morning I'd come down and I'd find it in in his litter box. He would, um, and then it would be oh. you know some blood on the edge of it because he was scratching scratching it, um, you know, so hard. So the opening had gotten down, you know, pretty small, and then it's back up kind of like to the size of your fist again. Like so, it's kind of started opening back up, and um, oh. so we had to bring him back and have it shaved and cleaned out and kind of starting all over again, but... Because um, oh. it probably so starts to itch when it starts to heal, so that might be part of it, to just tell him, too, that that's normal and he's got to let that, let that, he's got to let it be. Yeah, right? And I you'll, you'll know when to take the... You'll know when it's, when to take the wrap off, like leave it up to the, to the vet, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, and they decided that um, it's probably best if he just stays there till it's like really, it's just stabilized a lot more, you know, so that he doesn't, because I was always so afraid of him, like, you know, getting kitty litter in it or getting it dirty or something, and um, right. I don't know. I just, well, like I said, like, I just don't, um, I, I didn't want him to relate me with the pain. I know he'd see me come in every morning and think, oh, God, here we go, like, because I have to pull him yeah. out and take the bandage off, and it's sticky, so it pulls his hair out, and, oh. you know, it, I, I'm sure it hurts. Like, you know how badly oh. a burn hurts. Like, I can't imagine what he feels like, and I just, um, I would love to, like, communicate to him that, you know, he's safe now, and no one's ever going to hurt him again. 
Okay, let's do that. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing with all the animals worldwide. It's so amazing to me. I so like I'm just like in love with what you do. It's just oh, thank you so, so much. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> um uh so one thing just to, to let you know, when you talk to William, you're on the right track when you're saying like you're safe. That it's so important to envision that when you talk to him. But though you want to stay away from saying things like no one's ever going to hurt you again. Because what happens is whether we're conscious of it or not, we put a visual and a feeling for everything that we say. And, um, and what happens is when we use a negative like no one's ever going to hurt you, we picture the hurting. So... Um, so you want to see if you can switch it to everyone is going to be kind to you from now on. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um. Um. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me get him and see how he's doing. I'm really scared still. I still feel really a lot of heat. Sometimes I want to jump out of my body. Sometimes I feel like I shouldn't be here. I don't know why I'm still here. I wish I just died. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I know that they wanted to save me. But what good am I? I can't, I don't feel safe anymore. Even though I hear them telling me that I'm safe. I see their compassion, but when I close my eyes, I see fire, and I see fear, and I see people laughing, and I hear laughing, and then I hear somebody screaming and crying, but I hear the laughing louder. So it sounds like somebody witnessed it and they're screaming and crying and he hears that. But he also hears, they actually look really young, actually. I want to say they look like they're young teenagers. Yeah. They really hurt me. The young girl, she's still crying. She was my friend, so it looks like he had a family at one time. The young girl, she looks like, I can't really tell if she's somewhere between 12 and 17. Okay. I don't want to feel pain anymore. So what I'm going to tell him is that when he closes his eyes and he sees that fire, that's normal, that's post-traumatic stress. But as time goes on, that's going to get less and less. And that what's really important for him is to when he closes his eyes and he sees fire, to remember the people that love him now and the people that have loved him in the past. And that can become the most dominant the most dominant image or the most dominant feeling. And that, that feeling of being burned and that torturous feeling does not have to remain or it can it will go away. Okay. Yeah, I hear you, he says. What do I do when it's all I see? So some, what he's saying is that sometimes when you're there, he's not even present with you. He's back in the traumatic episode. So um, That's what I wonder so, because I kind of have to pin him down, like when I change the bandage, and I always wonder, like, oh, my God, is this what they did to you when they were doing that? Like, am I, like, bringing it out all over again in him, you know? He, yeah, and it's interesting that you question that because what you're probably realize, what you you're probably intuitively picking up that that's what he's feeling, and mm-hmm. so you're picking it up and and it's filtering through you, and then you're wondering if that's what's happening. Like you're thinking it's more coming from you rather than it's him sort of telling you that's what's happening. So when that happens, I want you to try and like switch it in your head really fast, like and like just like totally visualize the taking care and the um like healing up of his wounds and like like try and push that image of the fire completely away. Right. Okay. And then the pinning too, like you probably know already like how to handle him when you have to do that, but um 
and you probably intuitively are doing it already, but if he sort of is forceful, like, away from you, like, you know how they struggle, you want to just sort of relax your hands and just be, like, that boundary. Like, you don't – just don't, like, grab him too much. Or, like, if you grab Mm -hmm. him, just sort of take a breath and relax into it so that he can – he can sort of move away from it a little bit, but I mean, it can only be like half an inch that you do that, if that makes sense, but that that will sort of help that feeling. Okay. Okay. He also says, I like different smells because I can still smell. Okay. I actually wondered about that because it's so, it goes right up to his nose. He's missing like his right, you know, part, his whole lip that goes right up to his nose and, you kind of have to tilt his head to the side to eat. Um, yeah, I can I still smell. Flower, flower essences or something like that might be good for him too because like how he's talking about smell is really good to bring animals out of post-traumatic stress because it's one of their most dominant senses. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could spray like a flower essence or something at that time or or like have like cooked meat close by or something so it's like something else to smell yeah okay he says he likes it when you have music on do you have music on yes yep i like that it soothes me and i also like it when she talks to me and sometimes she tells me about the other animals she said, he says he wants to hear about the animals in the sanctuary. Okay. I want to hear about the ones that are happy. I want Did to stay with her. Me? Can I stay with her? <laughs> can he? Yes, of course he can. Oh, he can? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would love that. Because she understands me. It's interesting, like, what he gives me. You know, I believe that everybody who does rescue has my ability to some extent. But there's something about the way that you are around him. You're very calm presence. And it's like everything is very, um, like, I want to say methodical. Like, it's like he knows pretty much, like, what's coming before it comes. Are you like that? Are you very, you have very much of, like, a routine? And, yeah, because yeah, he feels very safe in that, and uh, it's very calm, and it has, like, your presence has, like, almost like a tempo to it. It's, like, very much, it's peaceful for him. Okay. Let me tell you, he's got to keep the bandage on. Do what? All right, let me tell him he's got to keep the bandage on. Okay. <laughs> Will my hair grow back? I really? don't know. I, I'm not sure. It's uh, some of it's going back very silvery, um, and I don't know how permanent that will be. That um, they said it was because of the burn. Um, I want it to grow back. I don't want people to see it. Yeah. When people see it, they make weird faces. Maybe once it once it grows back, he can have like a like a bandana or something. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I worry about, too, is that, you know, his because he's missing his lip, he almost looks like he's growling all the time. So I always worry about when I introduce him to my cat, that my cat's going to understand that he's not growling at them. Like, because he looks like he's baring his teeth, but he's not. He just can't help it, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, what you want to tell your cats, and I'll send it out to them now, too, but it's really important. You tell it, which your cats probably already know his story. But you tell them that he's been through a lot of stress and that he looks like he's growling, but he's not, and to really take a good look at how the way he is and that we really want to make him feel welcome and feel normal and to lick and yawn and to blink their eyes and do all the calming signals because all those body language calming signals is going to be so important for him to see from other cats. So make it their job to do the licking and the blinking and the talking to them in his head and that they can really help heal him. They can, that could be an amazing job for them. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Let's, uh, let's not forget to ask uh, about uh, how we can 
help to heal. Okay, William, how can people help to heal you? To send light into my neck. Not fiery light. Like cool moonlight. Imagine moonlight healing me. That will help me. Okay. Moonlight. That will help me. And also, don't see it. Don't, don't what? See it. If you don't see it, it's not there. So he's sort of saying, like, don't see his wound, see something else. So, like, like when you look at him, see that he's a survivor, see that he's so handsome, or, you know, see something else. Don't see the wound. That's going to be something you have to train yourself to do, but but you yeah. can do that for sure, you know? Yeah. Can you yeah. tell? Um, can you tell from him? Like, wh- did he live in the town where he was from, or did he like run very far? Because now I kind of I just feel terrible for the little girl. Like I wish that I could like get I... something in the newspaper or something. I, like I wish that I could tell her that he was safe now, and not to be sad. He says the little girl's brother did it to me. His her brother did it to me. I think that they're in the same town. I think he ran, but I don't think he ran that far. Okay. I think they're in the same town. I mean, it okay. might be like a little story about him and just say yeah. that he's safe. I don't think they'll come forward. I think right. the little girl scared. Yeah. That's what I, I wonder if I put a story out there that maybe I can get a message to her somehow that he's doing okay, you know, in the safe again. He says, I tell her in my dreams. I tell her in my dreams. He feels mixed about it, and I sort of feel mixed about it too, because what if they do bring him back there, you know? What if they do claim him? I don't know if that's the best place for him to go back. Yeah. <laughs> True. It out. That's yeah. how he puts it out dreams like picture you know like keep trying to tell her that he's okay and she'll get it somehow okay well okay. Lauren, thank you so much for being on our show that's internationalanimalrescue.org please 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 donate help out go to their website spread the word they need a lot of help william needs help the orangutan center needs help so please 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 listeners go to the website that's international animal rescue Dot org. Lawrence, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you, William, too. Thanks, Bye. Lawrence. Bye. Bye. Uh, wow, that was really heavy. No, sweet William. Gosh, she does uh, such amazing. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important, though, that uh, like what you were saying at the end where, you know, you don't see the the burns and the sadness and all that. And we do see the handsome, you know, healed William. Yeah, the survivor in him. The survivor. Tough. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we can do to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take our next caller. We have Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Tell us about Hi. your animal. Hi. Um, so I have a tabby, an orange tabby named Jax, and he's about, you know, I really don't know his age because I wasn't with him when he was a baby, but I believe he's like 11, maybe 12 years old. Okay. What do you want to And ask? he is, he's just been through a lot. He's been, He has a lot of issues. I've been, I have spent so much money on this cat and gone broke, <laughs> and I still don't know what his issue is, and I just am very worried about his emotional state because he he does this excessive grooming thing, and I've switched his foods. I've taken him to so many different doctors and and vets and, um, and switched his foods because of possible allergies or whatnot, and it seems to be that he's doing a little bit better, but he never stops the licking, constantly licking himself, and especially his stomach. He's licked all of his hair off. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, the first thing that he said is that the back, the back of his mouth bothers him, like the roof of his mouth and his palate, mm-hmm. and the back 
throat, but I wonder if that's just from licking so much. Um, but well, he vomits a lot. Oh, he does so, so maybe it's burning too. What kind of food do you have him on? Um, I was feeding him like this all natural, like blue. It's from it's from the band, the brand Blue, and it's for like indoor cats. And then my doctor told me to switch over to the DD brand, which is prescription diet for skin support. Have you tried the raw food? No, I haven't. Raw food or Stella and Chewy's makes a freeze-dried raw or Honest Kitchen makes a freeze-dried raw where you can just add water. And okay. you want to get them off grain-free, grain-free. But um, let me ask about the stomach. But just for a lot of you out there that have these cats that are licking the stomach, some of the main things I hear about them are like their bladder hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, they have acid in the stomach, so they're having like an acid reflux. That's very common from like a grain or corn, um, and sometimes some are allergic to the chicken. Um, but I'm sure you've had him tested for a bladder infection, right? It's probably he's been tested for everything, and every, all of his blood work turned out fine. The doctor said he's great. He just it was probably a skin allergy thing. So once I did switch the food, I noticed a little bit of a change in his coat. Um, and he is vomiting less, but the, he'll still have episodes. But the licking still goes on. I'll bet he'll do so much better on the raw food or the freeze-dried raw. I would switch him over. But let me let me ask him. Hold on. Why are you licking your stomach? Why are you grooming yourself so much? <laughs> Sometimes I have a pain in my stomach. It actually feels like a cramp. Not necessarily a burning in my stomach more of like a cramp. It reminds me of the cramps I get when I go running, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it pulsates. When I lick my towards my back, it's because it's it's like tickling. It's like twitching. My stomach does feel tight feel big all the time. I feel like my belly is the biggest part of me. Is that true? Is it? You know, he used to be a bigger cat and he lost weight. Now he's at a perfect weight. To me, he looks skinny only because he used to be bigger. But they said he's at a normal weight. Oh, that's good. He's probably feeling bloated then. You know, when you feel like your stomach is big but you're just bloated. yeah. I need something to help me. Sometimes it burns when I poop. My poop feels hot. I don't know why that is. Hmm. Poop feels hot. It burns my tail. Have you, did I ask you, did you get them adjusted by any chance by a chiropractor? No. Or did acupuncture or anything? Mm-mm. So if he was my cat, I would get him adjusted and I would change his food to like the raw food or the freeze-dried raw and sort of see how that goes for a little while. And then I would try acupuncture. Something's going on with his digestion. I don't think it's his skin. Because usually with their skin, they're talking more about the body being itchy, you know? And they're mm-hmm. licking. It feels more on the surface. Yeah. Sometimes my ears feel clogged, he says. And that can be, when their ears feel clogged, it can be from, well, they need an adjustment, or it can be corn or grain allergy, or like an an allergy to a certain meat, um, or or a tooth. It can be a tooth, too, in their ear like that. I think I need some more help. Hmm. I don't feel that good. I mean, I feel okay. But I don't feel that good. Oh. Oh my God, I'm so sad. Yeah. Is there anything I can do, like just while I'm at home, before I do any of these steps? Is there anything I can do for him? Oh, that's our healing question. Our healing question. Let's see. Rub my belly a little bit. See if she rubs it a little bit. And also sing to me. 
interesting talk. Say that again? You like songs with his name in it and songs about how great he is. You do that for <laughs> there's there's a lot of that going on. My husband does that all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> you should say how healthy he is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Is and how great his belly feels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Carrie, so much. We hope he feels better. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cute. <laughs> That's really cute. So um, for the next few minutes, I want to initiate a new uh, lightning speed round of phone calls. So <laughs> that's our new thing. Lightning speed so we can get some callers in. Ready? Okay, so it's like Are one question. Yeah, I'm ready. Go. Okay, ready, go for our callers. Uh, we only have a few minutes, so, you know, hurry it up. <laughs> uh, here we go. Lightning speed, Sherry and Barney. Tell us uh, who Barney is. Hi, um, Barney's a, a rescue German shepherd. Um, he came in from the streets of Cerritos at 60 pounds, and he's up to 90 pounds now. So he was horribly emaciated. Um, the vets that I've talked to say he's between 5 and 10 years old, so we, we just don't know. Um, I actually was calling about a behavior problem. When Barney got his mojo back, he became the German shepherd that um, is very protective of me, and uh, we've gotten him pretty well trained, except he still lunges and tries to bite men as they turn to walk away. And okay. Okay, let's ask him. So we want to ask him why he does that and to please stop. Okay. Okay, and that's common actually with, well, it's common for the herding breeds, but it's also common for dogs that are not that confident. So they feel much safer getting the people when they turn away than right. doing it when facing them. Um, okay, uh, let's ask him. I don't like men because they've kicked me before. And they've pulled me on the collar and they've thrown me down. And I don't like the way men look at my mom sometimes. Sometimes they look at her and it's with too much attention. And I think maybe they should step back. And they should know that I'm watching them. And I don't trust them very much. So one of the things that we're going to tell him is that it's his job and it's it's part of being a German shepherd to watch and to know, right? But actually biting people is not okay. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody is like has attacked you, biting people is not okay. So what he needs to do, and sometimes I think because of he's had a bad experience with men in the past, mm-hmm. he's making bad decisions that just because somebody is giving you attention doesn't mean that they have other motives. Okay. So that might have been true for him in his past, but it's not true now. So uh, he's making bad decisions, and he needs to lick and yawn and blink his eyes, and when he feels like actually going to lunge, he needs to force himself to do something different and to lick and yawn and to blink, blink his eyes. Okay. I can do that but I need help from my mom. And it would help me if she didn't grab my collar. Because when she grabs my collar, it reminds me of when the men grabbed me and threw me down. Mm. So you might be sort of grabbing the collar, anticipating that he might do something, or you oh, might absolutely. see that. absolutely. So he's sort of, it's triggering the reaction, too. I mean, they're sort of going together. So, okay. Um, one of the things you could do is when you reach for him, you can reach for his collar and say, look away, you know, lick your yawn, so that, or you can right. even say that in your, when you're reaching for the collar so that when you're grabbing the collar to sort of pull him away, he has uh-huh. another thought in his head than besides being thrown down. Okay. And maybe my mom should give me a treat so I can sit by her side. I love that game. Or sit <laughs> behind. I love that game. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. We hope that works. Uh, keep us posted and let us know what's going on with them. I will. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, thank you. Okay, lightning speed round continues. Sorry, Sorry to cut you off, didn't... Laura. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, go. Okay, sorry. 
what uh, what can your mom do to help you heal? It's all about treats. Give me treats. I want treats. Okay, well, there's an answer. I think uh, he's uh, focused on those treats at the moment. <laughs> Let's get to, uh, we have Darby, who is, I believe, a cat. So, Darby's mom, please let us know. What is Darby? Hi, uh, Darby is a cat. He's a seven-month-old creamy orange tabby. Okay, and what do you want to ask him? Um, he attacks us all the time, and I think it's just he's got so much kitten energy that he just wants to run and play. But he attacks me, he attacks my husband, he attacks our little kid, and we're trying to have a new baby. I'm afraid he'll attack the baby, too. So we okay. got him a new kitten to play with, and he attacks the kitten now, too. So I just want to ask him to stop biting us all. Okay, and so tell me this. He's not declawed, right? No. Okay, good. Um, okay, so the first thing is get him adjusted, because a lot of times that when they have uh, pain in their body, they do that attacking thing. So that's the number one thing to do. But let me um, let me tell him this. Ask him. Okay. Sometimes because I get mad. I get jealous. Sometimes if they're giving somebody else the attention, I want attention. Okay, so now he's got to learn to find attention in a different way. So um, what can he do? Does he play with toys? Does he pick toys up or anything? He has toys all over the floor. Everywhere you look, it's more toys for him. Carry them? Um, He has a stuffed box he carries around. Okay, so then when he attacks, right, instead of attacking, he should go grab his stuffed fox. That's what you should teach him. When he's when he wants to attack, tell him to grab his stuffed fox instead. Okay. I think maybe I can do that if I remember. Okay. And I want to yeah, find... Just... Hey, is he indoor only? Because he sounds like maybe he's not getting enough exercise. He is indoor so... only, and he has a six-foot tower he flies up and down. He wants like more of like a jungle gym, and um, God, what kind of breed is he? Because he sounds like he's got something in him that's, uh, um, you know what? Also, um, with these, with these, with all this time you have on your hands with all these <laughs> these kids, but training him would help too. Like training him sit and down and up, and you know, if you can teach him things, that will redirect the energy too. Like put a like teach him like he's a border collie, like a like okay. another dog. Seen that really okay. helps dogs that attack or cats that attack and letting them outside too i'm just afraid to let them outside because there's so many cats in the neighborhood and we live by a busy street oh yeah well maybe take them out on a uh take them out on a leash would he like that that he said i would like to go outside it looks cool out there i would like to be in the wind i like to smell the wind Sounds really wild. <laughs> yeah, I think he needs more stimulation. I think giving him more stimulation will really help. So okay. he might not. It might be really weird for him to have a harness on at first, but just put him on and take him out and just keep doing it, even if he like struggles. And, and what can we do to it. heal? Sorry. <laughs> oh, what can we do to heal? Imagine me good. Because I don't know what good is. I've been doing that lately. I've I've watched a few of your shows, so I've been trying to picture to him, like, you know, laying near us and us petting him and uh, him just not biting. Oh, good. That's good. So picture him with that fox in his mouth because he's got all that pent-up energy and mental stimulation that he needs. So put the fox in his mouth. (laughs) Okay. And then I have one of those, like, string feathers, and I'll try to do that for him, and he just doesn't care at all. He oh, likes he the to... socks better. Uh, put socks on a string. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Good luck, Darby. Darby. <laughs> Darby yeah, is funny. You got to be kind and gentle, honey. Kind and yeah. gentle. I love that yeah. she said she's been doing the picturing thing. That's awesome. So good. Yeah, keep at it. But he's intercat have a lot of energy. A lot of times they do need extra stimulation. I saw this one cat was attacking people and they taught this cat like sit and down and 
they clicker trained him, and oh god, he turned out to be so awesome. That's awesome. Maybe yeah. if um, she has kids, the kids can get involved and do training or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have only a few minutes left, and I wanted to get to our words of wisdom. Uh, who do we have today to do words of wisdom? Yeah, because she's the sick one, and I ask her what she can do to get to heal. Yes. What I need is group energy at me. So all of you listening, imagine me well. I'm white and I have a shiny coat and I can chew things easily. My eyes are bright. I can see far. I can think well. My body is flexible and I'm smart. And everyone listens to me. That's how you imagine me. Mm. It's really good because she sort of mentioned how everyone should think about their animals when they're sick. You know, so she kind of went through, like, your mind and your body and everything. They should all feel good. Right. You know who else has really good, um, good words of wisdom on this is Storm King. Okay, Storm King. Storm King, what do you think about this? I like the group energy. I also like how it has to come from within. So I think it's important if you tell your animal that they can heal themselves and to imagine that light and love within them healing themselves. Because we are the ones that have power. And we have to want to get better in order to get better. So give us the power. That was good. That was good. Good job, Storm. He has the best things to say, always. I know, he's so cool. I love him. (laughs) Yeah. And how's he doing, by the way? Storm's doing pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. he's doing well. I guess around, you rides in a stroller. Doing great. <laughs> you know, yesterday I thought about Storm because uh, I went on a hike and I took Aloha, who's the little poodle, with me on our hike and she was getting really tired and I brought my little uh, doggy papoose thing with me. Yeah, good. Yeah, and she sat in there like the whole rest of the trip and just chilled out and hung out and had a great time. And I was thinking about how Storm does that, too. Oh, my God. Let's ask her what she thought about the papoose. Okay. I loved it. It takes me a little while to get comfortable. But then I'm like, this is great. And I can see more. I'm higher up. Yeah, she's way higher. And this is the easiest way to be. And then I didn't have to lift my legs so much. It was so hard to lift my legs. Did you have to go over little rocks or something? Yeah, I mean, it it was a pretty big hike, so. (laughs) And she's a little aloha, a little poodle. So cute. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, quickly, Aloha, uh, what can we do to, um, what can I do when you're not feeling well to heal you? Play your music softer. And also what you can do is sing the Aloha healing song. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Aloha. Thanks uh to all of our listeners, everyone in our uh in our chat room. I see you all in here. Mercury, Sherry, Terry, Z, Safe Pet, Boo Boo. Thank you all again and uh get to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com to get all your information about Laura and uh all of her uh blogs and everything are up there. And don't forget to go to facebook.com. Uh, Pet Psychic Radio to uh, like our page and join us and comment and let us know about future themes, what you'd like to hear about. So check us out and we will see you all next week. Bye. Everyone, talk to the animals. She can talk to-
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.